Hey there, anglers, and welcome yet again, finally, to another episode of SAA Guide Talk. I'm your host and Southern Appalachian Angler's Guide, Mitch Carter. Um, we are finally back in the studio. Um, men by we, I just mean me. <laughs> um, we've had a pretty busy spring this, uh, this year, guys. Um, a lot of stuff going on in both personal and guide lives. Um, lots of exciting things happening. Um, and I realized that we have not turned out any episodes since our last upload, uh, with our episode with Mike Leffler. So, um, it's been a hot second since we've been behind the mic. Um, and the rest of the guys are not with me today, but just to get the ground rolling on this thing, once again, I have decided to, uh, take the liberty to upload a, um, solo update podcast of kind of how we've been, where we're at, what's going on in the season and a few things that we're looking forward to. So, um, we apologize for the little lack of content there. Um, but I can assure you that we are doing our dead level best to kind of get all of our ducks in a row and get all of our bases covered, um, within our guide season, which of course is our number one priority, but, um, I enjoy doing the podcast. I know the other guys enjoy doing it as well. And, uh, we love it when you guys listen to it and, um, mention it to us on trips. Um, I had a few cool moments last season with you guys, right when the podcast was getting kicked off, talking about how, uh, you know, you had booked a trip and found out that we had a podcast and, you know, binged all the episodes. So that was really cool for me to <laughs> really cool for me to hear. Um, and it's super encouraging and, uh, we want to keep that content, um, feeding for you guys. So, um, yeah, so just kind of getting into, uh, the meat and potatoes of everything here. If you, uh, so to speak, <laughs> um, so far, we've had a really good season, and I know that's probably pretty typical to hear from any guide slash outfitter who um, hasn't given you an update in a while, but we genuinely have had a pretty good season. Um, I have been doing mostly trout stuff this spring. I've done um, a good a good bit of smallmouth stuff as well, um, but I have been running trout trips like a madman this year. Um, so far, um, our Tucka CG season has been really good. Um, we just kind of wrapped up that, uh, delayed harvest part of the season. And of course, you know, bites were good on that had a lot of good flows on the tuck. Um, caught a lot of fish, uh, some of the higher pressured areas of the river, um, still fished pretty good. Um, not still had some dry fly hatches going on out there. Nothing really, you know, to where I could say, oh yeah, you know, that was, that was just a bonkers time of the year. It all stayed pretty steady. Um, and it was good. Had a lot of good trips out there. Um, and as we're kind of coming more into our summertime season slash late spring season, which is my number one favorite time to try to fish for trout. And I tell my clients this all the time, basically any time from, Oh, early May all the way through the summertime, if you have good enough uh, conditions for it, is my favorite time to catch trout, period, because I love those small stream backcountry style trips and style of fishing. Um, I love my trout floats too, but uh, <laughs> the way that I learned how to fly fish was on these backcountry streams, and I just love, love, love getting out there and uh, fishing it myself and also putting clients on those fish as well. Um, talking a little bit about that. Our current bite on the Davidson, um, and this is coming from our guide, head guide, Ethan, um, which you guys all know and love. <laughs> um, but Ethan has said that a lot of the fish are looking up right now and starting to look up more as we get a little bit deeper into the summer. 
Um, lots of Trico hatches out there, Pale Morning Dunn hatches. Um, and Ethan said that they're even starting to kind of stick their heads up for beetles every now and again here and there. So um, I know that I like the Davidson the further we get into summertime because that beetle fishing is super fun. Um, beating the banks with beetles, uh, trying to draw one out is usually a good time. Of course, you know, super light tippets, talking 6X, 7X, and midges will usually do the trick out there as well. Um, but Ethan, as per him, because he's been out there a whole lot more than me this year, uh, he said that right now there is a lot of good hatches going on on the Davidson. Um, I have been on a lot of our smaller, kind of more local trout streams, and by local I mean north of Asheville trout streams, um, that we guide on and we frequent here throughout the summertime. And those streams have been fishing like magic the last month and a half or so. Um, colder mornings leading into warmer days have kept the fish super happy. Um, and it has led to a lot of really good bites. Um, I've had a lot of good trips on those kind of backcountry trout streams that you kind of have to get a little bit out of the way to get to, um, and really kind of what I mean by that is I just got off of a trip today and, you know, earlier this morning, it was cold enough for us to have a hoodie on, you know, dew was, you know, heavy, cold morning dew. Um, and right as we got on the river today, me and my clients, you know, there was just that kind of early morning, just golden glow and, uh, fish were eating a, a midge hatch coming off, you know, first thing this morning and, you know, for the first couple hours of the trip and really just leading into the end of the trip, you know, lots of dry fly eats. Uh, we were fishing dry droppers, you know, dry flies and, you know, size 16, uh, nymphs and midges and whatnot. And right now, you know, or really this morning, rather anything you'd put in front of them, if you put it in the drift good enough, they'd smash it. We caught some nice fish this morning, um, for Creek fish, um, <laughs> which is usually, usually a good time. Um, you know, uh, wild trout fishing this time of year, just cause like I say, you know, you're starting to get more of your insects, but the fish are just still nice and happy because uh, of the colder nights. Um, on top of that, weather wise, talking about, uh, conditions kind of, um, we've had some pretty steady rain this year. So unlike 21 and unlike 22, where we had some pretty gnarly droughts that we, uh, we got it in again, still had some, some success, lots of success actually in 21 and 22, but, Unlike those years, so far this year, we've had some pretty steady rain patterns. Um, what rain that we have had has partly kind of blown out some of the rivers. Um, not blown out as in, you know, like you'd see out west, blown out to where it's blown out for um, a super long time. But just blown out enough to where, yeah, you know, it's going to be rough and you might have to call a trip for a day or two. But um, on the tail end of that, the fish are super duper happy because... Um, fun fact, fish like water <laughs> and the more water and the more precipitation that we get this time of year, you know, going into these warmer months, um, the happier these fish are going to be. So this time of year, I really like to see, um, good steady amounts of precipitation, um, <clears throat> high enough sun to promote that bug life and good flows, um, for those fish. And, um, you know, just keeps them nice and happy, keeps the water column up, scatters the fish out a little bit more. And when you get that good bug life, everything comes together and it's super duper fun. Um, ran my first backcountry trip or first few backcountry trips, uh, rather over the last couple months, um, had, uh, a really good trip on my 
secret brook trout stream that only a few of my clients know. And if you book a backcountry with me, you're, you're very likely to know that stream. Um, that stream is fishing pretty good right now. Again, same story as the rest of our wild water, uh, north of Asheville, just kind of, you know, good flows, high sun, that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, kind of leading into the summertime, I like those, um, really highly elevated streams a whole lot more because, even though this right now is still a phenomenal time to go out and get them. Um, we've got some high flows again, some warm days, lots of bugs moving around and everything's kind of picture perfect just for trout in general right now. But if you were into more of the brook trout side of things, more specifically on that, my favorite time to get really high up into the mountains and, you know, run backcountry trips or just fish for native brook trout in our area is the deeper we get in the summer, to me, the better. Um, again, you know, we had like a 20, 30 fish day out there last time I, uh, I ran a native brook trout trip and it was awesome. Um, and again, just to clarify, I'm not just up there hammering that stream in particular. I'll probably run it 12 to 15 times a year, depending on if the weather's right and depending on how many people book backcountry trips. I try to keep it just for backcountries. Um, anyway, um, yeah, had a phenomenal day up there, railed a lot of fish, but I know that that stream in particular that I run, and again, it will go unnamed, <laughs> but that stream in particular that I like to run really, really shines in the months of July, August, and even September. So some years, you know, that I've had where the, the fishing might be down in some of our, uh, more lower elevated trout streams. I know that that backcountry stream is, is always doing good. Um, and again, you know, you can still have some success on those lower elevated trout streams that time of year. Um, as long as you have some good rain, which is what we're looking like we're going to get, uh, this year, which I'll go into that in just a minute. But, um, yeah, you know, typical year, everything's lining up like it's supposed to be lining up. Um, backcountry stuff is looking super, super good for this year. So I totally encourage everyone who is wanting to go after some small stream, native brook trout and get up into those higher mountains and look for some of those guys definitely encourage um for you to shoot your shot this year <laughs> and uh book one of those trips also just our our uh, weightable streams for wild trout right now are just fishing like a dream so whether it be the davidson the mills you know anything that we guide north of Asheville, um all of it is just fishing awesome right now and if this stuff keeps up it's going to continue to be that way so um Getting into that, flipping the page here just a little bit. So smallmouth, um, we are definitely in summertime mode now with these fish. Um, I know I had a trip yesterday on the French Broad, um, and you know we had a few nice fish in the bag. Um, had a big one get off um, for a half day trip, um, but we are definitely starting to run into more of our numbers on that river and as well as the Nolichucky River. So Nolichucky, I've been fortunate enough to uh, have some pretty high number days here recently um, on a few trips. And every trip that I've went out, we have been fortunate enough to have at least one really good fish, um, as well as all of our other guides, if not multiple good fish. So <laughs> we've had some awesome flows on the Noli this year. Um, French Broad has been uh, cranking out some really nice fish as well, which is also on par for that river. Um, and uh, um, long story short, our smallmouth bite is heating up. So guys, I know it sounds like I'm kind of pumping us up here a little bit, but genuinely everything is just fishing super awesome right now. Um, wild trout water, smallmouth, 
everything is everything is going on. Um, right now, our bite though for smallmouth, we're kind of getting out of the spawning season where you're going to find more of your trophies. Um, and well, we've been out of that season for a little while, but kind of going through April and especially into June, you know, that's, that's the time that we really try to push a lot of our smallmouth trips is because, um, in April when they're spawning, they're up in the water column and they're super aggressive. And then, you know, post spawn just kind of marks a time where, you know, the seasons are changing. You're getting more of a bait fish forage, um, as well as all the other, you know, helgramite forage as well. And, uh, you're just getting a lot of extra food for these smallmouth, And so these fish know that right now is the time of year that they just need to go in and just start eating. So lots of fish, they're all over the water column right now. And they're super hungry. So, um, Ned rigs, a lot of swim baits and that kind of thing. Um, cranking season, unless we start, unless we get some, you know, cold days, some dingy water cranking seasons. Kind of, we're kind of on the other side of that right now, but as we start pushing more into June, our top water season is getting fired up. I've had some success on top water already. I know Paul had a good day out there on the French broad, just throwing pop R's poppers <laughs> poppers um on the french broad and um caught a lot of nice fish on top water just doing that so right now june is an excellent time to get in on that top water bite if you're looking to do some of that again it's smallmouth fishing we as guides and as fishermen are going to go out and put you on as many fish as we can within reason of what the bite is and what the fish tell us right but uh right now is an excellent chance to be able to get out and do that um, but yes, yep. So these fish, you know, even though, um, and again, just to kind of, well, to backtrack a little bit, even though that we tell people, you know, we have a trophy season and a number season and then another trophy season. Well, the way that that works is, you know, and again, Ethan, our science guy isn't here and, um, he could probably go <laughs> a little bit more into depth than this, but just being a guide, knowing what I know. Um, our pre-spawn fish, you know, right there before they spawn, they are putting on that feed bag and a lot of your big fish who are your spawners are going to start eating a lot more. So in the early spring, um, you're going to have, uh, more shots at a big fish and maybe not quite so many numbers, but the fish that you do catch are going to be pretty quality. I had some trips like that on the French broad earlier this spring, as well as the Nolichucky, and I know the rest of the guys did as well, um, where we had some nice big fish right there in the early uh, early days of the season, in the early months of the season. Um, and again, you know, as we get into spawn, you know, you're, you're kind of coming through eh, late March all the way through April, you know, early May. And as you're coming through that spawning season, we had a pretty good fluke bite. Um, and also just kind of squirmed them out on Ned rigs, um, through that season. And now that we're kind of transitioning more into our summertime mode, again, we're still having some cooler days here. You know, days are still in the early mid forties Our mornings are still in the, um, early to mid forties, if not just the early fifties. And so we've had a lot of cold mornings so far, um, but as the day has warmed up, uh, there's been definitely a lot more of your smaller bait fish moving around and these fish have been, um, kind of keying in on that, that heavier bait fish forage that we get, you know, as we start going into the summertime. So the swim bait bite's been really good. Um, haven't thrown a fluke in a couple weeks, um, just because here recently they're just eating moving swim baits so good. So we've just been rocking with those, um, throwing those Ned rigs and, 
you know, soft plastic bottom baits, you know, crawfish imitations, Helgramite imitations, Texas rigs, Ned rigs, you know, things like that. Um, things that you'll always catch them on, but also we're catching them on things that we should be catching them on this time of year, which has um, been super fun and has produced a lot of fish for us. So right now is a good time. You know, we are getting officially into our summertime season. So instead of our, you know, trophy smallmouth and, you know, cold weather trout, now we're starting to transition into that time of year where all these fish are up. You know, we've got warm weather producing more bug life for the trout. We've got warm weather producing more um, food for the smallmouth. We've just got everything going on right now. And if our weather conditions continue on this path, it's looking like it's going to be one heck of an awesome summer, guys. So we definitely encourage you guys to get out and give it a shot with us. So on that note, talking about weather conditions, um, this is an interesting little fact. So I mentioned earlier that we have, in the last couple years, we've had a really dry year. Okay, so I'm going to do my <laughs> the best I can to kind of navigate through this. Now, my uh, sixth grade science teacher might not be super proud of me for this one, and Ethan would probably be even less proud of me. But if I butcher this, I'm apologize. So um, right now, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, a.k.a. NOAA, is predicting a 90% chance of an El Nino event happening. Um, and what this does is it, oh, in the Pacific, it um, will alter your global weather patterns. Um, and what this does is it kind of halts or hastens the, um, or excuse me, it hastens climate change to where it just, that's just a fancy term of meaning that it's going to mix some things up for the weather. Um, and as opposed to the last two years where we've had, you know, kind of some droughtier weather, some drier weather, um, they are predicting that an El Nino event will happen, which will in short term flip everything around and, um, shuffle things up a bit and produce some different weather patterns. Meaning, that opposed to us getting more hot and dry, we're going to get more cooler and wet throughout the summertime. Which, whew, hopefully I did. <laughs> hopefully, I, hopefully I didn't just butcher that. Um, I tried to explain that the best way I could. Again, I'm not the uh, the NC State um, environmental science um, degree holder amongst the group, but um, I did the best I could to get through that. But what that means with that that change in weather pattern this year is that um, we will experience more cooler weather patterns this summer and um, also more increased chances of rainfall, and that's going to make the fishing awesome. So what that does is when you have those cooler mornings, right, you have those cooler nights and you have more rainfall, in this part of the country, okay, so we're in the southeast, just because we're in the Appalachians and we're in the mountains and, you know, we're in the highest elevated mountain range, you know, the furthest south in the United States you can get, that doesn't mean that we have the same kind of conditions as, say, you know, out west. So let's use, like, um, Montana, for example. So those guys out there, they're able to almost always rely on the snow melt every year to provide them with some good cold water for all of their freestone streams. Um, and also, you know, they, those guys have tailwaters and things of that nature out there as well. But when you're talking in context of freestone streams that just rely entirely on mother nature, 
um, to provide them with cold water, your weather conditions are everything. So those guys out there, you know, they can always pretty much guarantee on that good snowpack and that good snow melt. Some years it's better than others. Some years it's a little bit too much. <laughs> um, um, and it might flood the area out. But when you're talking about this far down south, right? So even though we have Mount Mitchell, which is 6,684 feet in elevation, we have no snowpack. Therefore, we have no snow melt. So our cold water and our good water flows are entirely reliant on how much precipitation we get at any given time. It doesn't matter if we had a bunch of rain in the wintertime. Well, if you don't have that rain, you know, three months later in, you know, May, well, then it doesn't, you know, it's all for nothing. So it, it's good to have that good continuous amount of precipitation because, you know, you might have a real dry winter. Okay, you have a real dry winter. But, you know, if you've got a lot of rain in June, well, then you have a lot of rain in June. And then some years you might have, you know, no rain all summer long and you're just in a really hot, dry summer, which, you know, then you have to start worrying about, you know, fish mortality rates and, um, you know, fishing getting a little, getting a little bit tougher. Um, and, uh, you know, when you have good, consistent rainfall, what that does is that keeps that water nice and cool. Um, it's more alkaline, so it's more keen to provide more oxygen, keeping the trout happy, also keeping the smallmouth happy, also keeping the muskie happy. Good cold water for these mountain-esque species um, is key to having success because the colder that water is, the more water flows you have, the more food that is being generated from the river, um, the more of a bug forage for the trout, the more of a bait fish forage for the smallmouth and the muskie. And when that happens, you know, combined with good flows, those fish have everywhere to roam around and try to get those, um, you know, get a meal. And also everything that those fish eat is also active as well. So it just activates everything in the river when you have good cold water and good heavy flows. So with this El Nino event happening, shuffling up the weather pattern, um, this is you know, it's a 90% chance that this is going to happen. Um, so our cooler temperatures are looking really good for this summer. Um, for example, what I tell people a lot of times to kind of help this make a little bit more sense. So I have people ask me all the time, so what are your best conditions for trout, right? Or smallmouth or whatever. So I would say really for trout and for smallmouth, they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Um, but I'll use trout, for example, um, <laughs> just because it's, it's what, I, um, it's what most people can seem to relate to. So in the spring, right? So let's talk about, <clears throat> or I mean, talking in the context of, uh, you know, March, April, and May, I usually tell people I like to have those cooler mornings, you know, in those days that are warm enough to where it activates all that bug life. So um, when you have good flows in high sun in those months, you know, the water's cold enough to keep the fish happy and that high sun activates that bug hat, those bug hatches, and you'll just get a lot of activity with trout. Um, as you start getting into the warmer months, well, you know, your, your, some years, your coldest night might be, you know, 55 degrees. You know, if you're talking about like July or August, you know, a cold night would be, you know, early mid fifties. Um, 
also combined with high sun. So when you have those warmer nights in the summertime combined with those warmer days, those fish don't really catch a break. And in these freestone streams, um, you know, it'll kind of heat up over time if you don't get enough precipitation to fall and cool it back down. So, um, what hap- what I tell people, right, is in the spring, I like high sun and good flows. Okay. That's just like picture perfect. Like that's what we got right now with the trout, basically high sun, good flows, nice, cool water, just enough rain to keep those fish happy. So that's awesome. In the summertime, in the warmer months, what I like to see is actually kind of an overcast, rainy, drizzly, foggy kind of day. Um, because if you've had, you know, let's say uh, six to eight days of, you know, real high sun and it's kind of dry. Well, let's say on the ninth day, you get a little bit of a rain, you know, maybe drops uh, two tenths of an inch of rain. And then the next day you go out and it's just like, you know, still kind of warm, but you know, it's that summertime, like damp, foggy, overcast, cloudy kind of conditions, you know, to where it's still warm enough. You're still in summertime. Those bugs are still moving, but also cool enough in the climate and in the water to keep those trout happy. Some of my best days wild trout fishing have been right there as the rain is falling on a, you know, at least in that time of year, the summertime, right there when the rain is falling, um, excuse me, right after the rain is falling and the river is kind of dropping in level. And, you know, we always talk amongst ourselves like, oh man, you know, this river's on the drop right now. And what we mean when we say that is that water is receding from the most previous rain it had. And when that water is receding, those fish are super happy and they're, they're, they're munching pretty hard on those drops. So to recap, springtime, high sun, good flows, summertime, still good flows, but also some overcast to keep those fish happy and to keep that sun from beating down on the river and warming up that water. So, um, again, to kind of wrap everything up here, that El Nino year is going to provide more of those good conditions because we rely so heavily on rain to keep our cold water, freshwater species happy. Um, and the more rain, the better. Um, yeah, you know, rain admittedly will maybe, you know, create some bad weather conditions where we might have to call off some trips, but the price that we pay for that, and unfortunately you can't pick all your days, but the price that we pay for that is, you know, having some good fishing and some good mortality rates on our fish, which I will take that over a drought year any day of the week. So, um, yeah, we are super stoked about that and fingers crossed that happens and fingers crossed we get some really good weather. So, um, and also some really good conditions for fishing. So yeah, that is kind of my excitement for the summer season, guys. I love this time of year. I love nothing more than getting high up in those mountains, you know, going after some of those wild, uh, wild trout and some of those native brook trout as well. Um, I love this season for smallmouth getting out on the Nolichucky. It's my favorite float that we run. And I know for the other guys, I can speak for them as well and say that it's also, another fun float, but the conditions have been so good here recently that we're actually kind of running the French broad, um, a little bit, you know, later into the year than what we usually do. And the French has been fishing really awesome for this time of year as well. So, um, long story short, I'm super stoked because everything is fishing really good right now. (laughs) And as an industry professional and as a guide and as a fisherman myself, I know that that is subject to change, but my hopes are up. Everything is good. Everything's kosher and things are looking really good on the horizon for, 
um, this season lining up conditions wise. So the better the conditions, the better the fishing and the more on track we can be with just having some success with our trips. Um, on that happy note. So I know that it has been a hot, hot second since we have put out any kind of podcast content. And again, guys, I'm sorry as me as the host. Um, I am partly responsible for that, but also guys, just us as a company and us as individuals, we've had a lot going on in our business and in our lives here recently, getting the 2023 season kicked off as well as some, you know, just life, life gets in the way sometimes. (laughs) And, um, you know, everybody goes through those stages, but again, we're going to do the dead level best that we can to kind of, you know, try to crank these podcast episodes out for you guys and, and get as many out as we can. Um, we still have a lot of ideas for podcast content and we're still cooking up, um, lots more ideas as we keep going here. So, Um, still a lot of exciting content guys. I just urge that you stay tuned and, um, I appreciate you doing so. Um, also looking forward to seeing you this summer. I hope to see you this summer, fall, and as long as the fishing will stay good for us guys. So, um, without further ado, this is me signing off and tune in next time. This production is brought to you by Southern Appalachian Anglers Guide Service in Asheville, North Carolina, where trusted guides provide exceptional service.